Work sucks. Am I right, Jay? Yeah, Kay. It does. But luckily, the Fuck My Work Life podcast is here to help you through. In this comedy podcast, we share memorable workplace stories through guests and listener submissions in the hopes of brightening your day, or at least leave you thinking, maybe you don't have it so bad after all. Listen to Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on all the socials at FMWLPod. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy. I am so ready for this. <laughs> I watched the all the Halloween Buffies last night. <laughs> I got on a roll. <laughs> just couldn't just wait, like... couldn't you? Just couldn't wait for October. <laughs> oh no, my whole house is decorated already. <laughs> Welcome to the Rewatch Recap. I am your host, Dustin, and with me today is a returning recapper, Kay from Fuck My Work Life. I love saying oh, wow. Fuck My Work Life because <laughs> I said that go, so fuck. emphatically. I know. I was like, Fuck My Work Life. Fuck My Work Life. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> How are you today, Kay? Are you okay, Kay? Uh, I'm as okay as I can be, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I, wrote, I even wrote that. Are you okay, Kay? I'm like, Are you okay, <laughs> I had to say it because I was like, I want to make sure I say this. It's fun to say. So yeah, Kay and I just had a little nice nostalgic chat over on the Patreon. So you need to listen to that. We talk about Buffy, our experiences with Buffy, um, you know, things in our life that relate to Buffy that we've you know either created or just happen to fall into place that way. So you should listen to it. And for a third of the price of a cup of coffee, you too can enjoy this. All these exclusives, this whole backlog of stuff we have to offer. And I might just send you a little token of my appreciation in the form of a little merch for subscribing. Mm-hmm. So $3, do it today. Woohoo. All right. But wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> so for the next four weeks, Kay and I will be recapping some of our favorite episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I, we could give you a whole bunch of background stats and gossip about the creator and the cast and behind mm-hmm. the scenes things. And I mean, I'm sure some of that stuff is going to come up, but honestly, most podcasts that have done cover the show. And there's a lot of podcasts that have covered Buffy. They've all done this. Why do I need to repeat the same stuff? You probably heard somewhere else, right? Yeah. No big deal. <clears throat> you know, that's just the truth. So we will be kind of light recapping Buffy. It's not going to be like our typical recaps. Kind of like what I did with Glee. A little bit shorter, mm. but it's fun. We're still going to get through it. It's just purely out of fun and nostalgia, really. This week, we are beginning with an episode from Season 3 titled The Wish. Ooh. It's my pick because I I love the whole alternate reality thing, you know, and it kind of goes with the whole big multiverse stuff that goes on nowadays with all the movies and TV shows and comics and whatnot. And it also sets up the whole Anya storyline for the rest yeah. of the show. So that's also why I like it. I mean, who doesn't like Anya? So are you ready, Kay? I am so ready. All right. Time to slay. <laughs> okay previously on buffy the vampire slayer xander and yet to be realized lesbian friend willow got caught making out by their partners cordelia and oz just a really weird storyline that they had going on there especially when you look back you're like this is strange yeah and that's basically all you need to know about the setup for this episode Yeah, I mean, that's really it. <laughs> if you don't know what Buffy is, I'm sorry. Go back and watch. I'm not going to tell you the whole backstory of this, okay? Now we go into the teaser for the episode. 
we see Buffy getting attacked by Davy Jones, who's missing his pirate outfit. I don't know. Um, I don't know why there's a squid demon guy in the yeah. middle of Sunnydale, but whatever. Xander gets knocked to the ground just as Buffy yells for a nerf, nerf, <laughs> knife. And Willow frantically looks through her bag and finds a knife that Buffy is able to give one jab mm-hmm. and completely kill this monster instantly. Yeah. Fast acting nerf. She, she knows She knows what she's doing, that buff. She knows where the hit. She hit him right in the jugular and it was like instant. Mm-hmm. Done. Yep. Like he yep. didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy thanks them for their help and taking down the demon and Willow asks when he's, you know, when is he going to go poof? And Buffy says, well, we'll probably have to bury him. And I'm like, fuck that. Just leave yeah, him. Just leave him there. You killed him. Someone else could dispose <laughs> of that body. I mean, right. also, isn't the initiative around already? Wouldn't they be picking up these body parts? Right. And also, they've been battling demons and shit for how many years now? And I feel like only the vampires go poof. So why? Yeah, would- should they know this by now? <laughs> right. They don't just... I mean, sometimes they explode or something, I guess. That's but, true. Yeah, yeah, that's or true. Or they just kind of fade away. But at the same time, you're like, not all of them do this. They're all yeah. the same. But Willow, you know this. You read. <laughs> You've been on, researching Willow. with Giles. You know all this. Come on. <laughs> Why are you acting dumb? Don't do that. They go back to their picnic. Buffy is stating how it makes her appreciate the no must, no fuss cleanup of dusting vampires. <laughs> There's some mention of Faith not showing up. And yeah. Buffy just kind of brushes it off. As, you know, slang is hard and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, girl, this is just a precursor of how Faith will only show up for herself in the future. That's just Mm -hmm. how it is. That's just telling you right there. But Willow says, you know, we should still try to socialize with Faith. Like, Good for you, Willow. Oh, Willow. She's just such a little sweetie pie, isn't she? She is. So optimistic. Mm-hmm. Xander asks if they have any plans after all this monster fighting. And Buffy guesses, well, you're bored because you can't get a hold of Cordelia, right? Post-cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. Part of Xander's toxic side comes out when he blames Oz and Cordelia for bursting in to save them without <laughs> knocking, mm-hmm. thus giving them a moment to stop kissing. And Willow's like, I think she's just kind of agreeing out of solidarity of being a guilty party. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Buffy has a great line here. She says, "Your uh, your logic does not resemble our Earth logic." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank and I've always Buffy. remembered that line. I, I say that to people sometimes. Your logic does not resemble Earth logic. <laughs> Willow is glad tomorrow is Monday, so now she can see Oz in school and keep asking for his forgiveness. She mm. really misses him. Yeah. And Buffy sympathizes. And Xander's like, you know, she can, he kind of asks how she healed from her breakup with Angel. And she told them she has them, her friends. And I'm like, oh, because you got to have friends. <laughs> and then the musical starts. Woohoo! Oh, jumping ahead. Oh, well. <laughs> Meanwhile, we get to see Cordelia at home, crying, cutting up pictures of her with the Scooby gang, mainly mm-hmm. cutting up. She even cuts off her own head. Did you notice that? Yeah, she cut off yeah. her own head. Like, why would she do that? Yeah. She looks upset. <laughs> like She's toe up. Toe up. Yeah. She's playing all of Xander's unanswered, you know, voicemail or answering machine messages. It'd be answering machine at this point. And she eventually lights all the pictures on fire in a bowl on her bed. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit too much for me. Like that flame is like really high. Mm-hmm. One, <laughs> I mean, there's... one little little spark and your fucking comforter is going up in flames, girl. That's exactly what I wrote. I was like, just one <laughs> sputter from it and that catch that yeah. comforter right on fire. Boom. Yeah. Because we'll you be know that's a poly blend. <laughs> <laughs> no, she buys all natural. You know, she's, that's she's, true. You know, Egyptian but cotton. Yeah. It will still cut so fire. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Buffy opening. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> In school, Willow has like he's she's doing this like personal stake at around the corner from Oz's mm-hmm. locker. And then Buffy Buffy. <laughs> Buffy. I was trying to mix up two words. Buffy pops up and I was trying to like put them together. (laughs) Puffy pops up. Um, And Willow tells her that, you know, it's been all day and he hasn't been there. And Buffy's like, okay, well, what about Cordelia? And Willow's like, I haven't seen her, but she's supposed to come in today because I saw Amy at the mall and she told her. I'm like, wait, wait, this is pre-rat Amy. 
just before she turns into a rat. It's like a couple episodes away. Oh, she turns herself yeah, yeah, into a yeah, rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amy, and I, I was forgot like, about Wait, Amy. Isn't she yeah. a rat right now? <laughs> I thought she off. was a rat in like season one. No, no, she was. She just kind of was in the background, and she started pick, picking up witchcraft, and that's when the okay. gingerbread episode comes forth, and all the parents are like, "We gotta get rid of all the witches," and they try okay. to burn her at the stake. She turns herself into a rat to get away, and she gets stuck as a rat. <laughs> God, I love this show. It's so weird, and she's stuck as a rat for like two or three seasons. It's yeah, <laughs> or they like three, feed her three occasionally. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. she's over here running on a wheel, and yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of sad. Anyway. Buffy is concerned how Cordelia is. I'm like, see, she has empathy for this girl who's always been a bitch to her for no reason. Right. That's why she's a badass. Yeah. Right there. And we see Cordelia turn up at school and this like she pulls up and you just see her leg coming out of her red car and it's like yeah. I'm on her again like the 90210. It is the same school, but Is it really? Is that the same school where they filmed it? Yeah, the, the original West Beverly, yeah. Oh, how It's the funny. same parking lot and everything. Like the little, it's all, oh. if you watch the first season, especially of 90210, you'll see it's the same place. That's funny. Did you yeah. know anyone in high school who dressed like that? This fucking yeah. leather outfit she has on. It's <laughs> like, like a red leather pencil skirt or yeah. something. And a ja- matching jacket. and like Yeah, and like dark lipstick and like. Pointy She looks heels. like she's in her 20s. She's in her 20s yeah. and she looks like yeah. she's in her 20s. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody I went to high school with dressed like this. <laughs> Even the rich She looks kids. fierce, though. She's yeah. fierce. She knows it. Yeah. Though she has reservations about running into her old popular crew since, you know, they ditched her when she started dating Xander in the first place. And that's where we see Harmony and company approach her with open arms, and they hug mm-hmm. her, and they do a little side kiss. And, and then they introduce her immediately to Anya. And Harmony's like, her dad bought like a utility or something. <laughs> and like, she doesn't like specify on it, just stands there and stares. <laughs> she stands and like, don't even correct her. Like, fucking dumb Harmony. And but, but Harmony makes a comment about how tragic Cordelia's thing with Xander was. And Cordy's all, Xander who? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we see um, Nicole Bilderback who's behind Harmony mm-hmm. and she's like in everything from Dawson's Creek to bring it on to basically any show, most TV teen movies that came out yeah. in the two thousands. Oh, she was in can't hardly wait too. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of yeah. things, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. She was everywhere. She comes in to say, Cordy should get back on the market. And Harmony agrees and says, you know what? I have the perfect guy for you and takes me, let me grab your hand, takes her over to Dweeby Jonathan, who didn't have a name at the time, but that's who mm-hmm. it is. He's over here drinking from a slurper from a straw. What was the name of that cup? It was like, it had such a ridiculous name. It was like some kind of slurpy is what it's supposed yeah. to be, I guess. <laughs> it was like giant glurp or something. I don't know. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, it said like glurp or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, he's played by, uh, he was actually a writer on the show. And he he's won Emmy Awards for his writing. On, wow. His name is Danny Strong. So he got really big a few years ago. He won quite a few awards. I can't remember what it was for, though. But it was it was a big deal. But he's clueless, and he's slipping on the Slurpee, and Harmony's like, pretty sure he won't treat on you, and he's got a killer moped. <laughs> and they laugh, and they walk away, and just making her feel like crap. I'm like, you bitches. Yeah. Teenage girls are freaking brutal. I think most girls in packs... Yeah, especially when they they're like, oh, yeah, and they judge people. Yeah, you're. Mm. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I think anybody impacts really, but not even like teenage girls. I think women, females in general, impacts. Ooh. But there's, <laughs> you know, it's like the toxic masculinity when you get too many guys together and they're like, yeah, and you're like, oh, get them away, get away. You have to have the yeah. right people impacts, <laughs> the right think, good people. Yeah, I think it's just definitely worse when you're a teenager and those hormones and you don't really get empathy yet. You're just oh yeah, evil. It's amplified. It's, it's yeah. horrible. So Willow finally catches up to Oz in the hall and he's not wanting to talk to her. He tells her, like, I told you I want to be alone and you need to respect that because this guilt you have is not my problem right now. I'm trying to work on me. So yeah. deal with it. So She's deep. Like, I really want us to be great and be better. And he was like, I appreciate your apology. And I, it means a lot, but leave me alone right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can't blame her for that. Like, get no. the away from the girl. It's very insightful, yeah. too, for a teenage boy, you know? <laughs> like, well, he was let back. Wasn't he held back a year? Yeah, but he's not like 20. He's still a teenager, isn't he? I know, but he's really smart. <laughs> he is really smart. 
He's like, really smart, but he he gets held back on purpose so he can stay with Willow. Oh, I think that's what happened. God bless him. <laughs> I'm fairly certain, but you know, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So Cordelia sees Xander in the hall, and he's walking up. And she's like, "Oh, oh!" And she grabs the first guy she sees, and his name is John Lee. I'm like, "Is that his like name, or is that like his first and last name?" And right. you call him by his first and last name. Yeah, John you know what Lee. I mean. Like Mary Beth. Is it like yeah. Mary Beth, or is it like Mary Beth? You know what right. I mean. Like her last name is Beth. I don't know. I'm gonna assume that it's a hyphenated name. So she calls John Lee. She goes, do I have something in my teeth? And she gets like right up in his face and keeps moving <laughs> her head. And so for the angle that Xander looks at, it looks like she's kissing this guy. Right. <laughs> and of course it works. And he gets all sad and walks off. And But the real kicker is when, you know, she's like, how are you doing, John? And he's like, look, um, I'm kind of in the popular crowd. And I can't have anybody <laughs> see me like hanging out with Xander Harris's cast off. But oh. <laughs> if you're willing to hang privately, we can like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, ew. What a dick. Ew. He's also like 30 years old. Right. <laughs> and in high school. Yeah. He seriously looks old in this. I'm like, what the hell? He does. Who were they hiring? <laughs> Did they not have anybody in their early 20s in Hollywood at the time? I feel like at that time, no, because everyone on 90210, except for Tori Spelling, was like in their 20s. Or and some of 30. them in their 30s. Yeah. Yeah. So she's baffled as he walks off and he's like, think about it. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> Gross. And she turns to walk away and runs right into Anya, who's let, who says she's been looking for Cordelia. And mm-hmm. Cordelia's like, oh, great. Come on. You know, shit on me some more, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because she was with Harmony. And she goes, no, I was looking for you because you ha- you're the only one who has style and Harmony's an idiot, you know. And Cordy notices Anya's huge clunker of a necklace and like, is that Gucci? <laughs> and Nanya's like, no, it's a family heirloom. It's a good luck charm. My dad gave it to me. I'm like, pay attention. This will be important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is not just a coincidental, <laughs> coincidental <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Cordy says um, she hates she didn't have the good luck charm pre-Xander. And Anya says, Xander's a moron for cheating on Cordelia and deserves any bad thing coming his way. And... Uh, Cordelia basically says she doesn't care about Xander anymore, and I'm going to be living my best life. And you cut to her laughing and giggling at the bronze later in this, like, low-cut red dress. It is the sluttiest freaking dress for somebody her age to be wearing. (laughs) I don't care if you're 18. You're still too young to be wearing this, you know? And she constantly keeps, you know, checking, you know, looking behind her to see if Xander's noticing, which he is, and he's trying to, like, laugh in an over-the-top way to make it look like he's unaffected, which it's very obvious. He's like, ha, 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 like going crazy. Yeah. And the other two are staring at him like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> they are not down with this. And no. she's like, I'm not going to help you with this us versus them situation. I'm not going to get caught in the middle of this. I'm done. Buffy is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, why don't we live our Beth's lives and just, you know, hang out be cool. And so they're letting, they're sitting there for like a couple of seconds and they're like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> and so Buffy gets up. I'm gonna go get cho- hot chocolate. And I'm like, yeah, patience is not their virtue in the moment. Apparently, no. We also love that the bronze serves hot chocolate. <laughs> it's a coffee place. Is it? Yes, it's a I coffee was... place where teens can go. I always thought it was like a bar. <laughs> it becomes a bar later. I think. Well, actually, no, as we don't they really age. See it. <laughs> uh, well, after they when they go to college, you don't see the bronze anymore. No. It's only the first three seasons we see the bronze, really. Yeah. I think okay. it might show up. No, wait. It does show up during the musical episode, during the bronze. Yeah. I um, like they always end up there somehow. They do, but they don't yeah. go there as much after season three. They might show up a few times, but it's very rare you see it. But That is the so, most rocking coffee house. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, we wouldn't <laughs> want to go there for coffee. Like kids need coffee. My God. Anyway, it should be a juice bar, kind of like the Power Rangers, where they hang out in the juice bar. <laughs> that made more sense, though. It was like health care center. People are working out. And there's juice. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. And their kids. Anyway. <laughs> so Buffy walks off, and Xander and Willow are talking, and they accidentally touch hands, and they freak out about it. But then Xander's like, wait, we used to be touchy-feely all the time. Why should that change? And Willow's like, um, I want to be faithful to Oz. And that includes, like, only Oz can touch my hand or whatever, basically. And I'm like, that's commitment right there. You got to hand it to her. 
She's yeah. not afraid to commit to something or someone. Yeah, especially because she was in love with Xander for so long. Mm-hmm. So in line at the coffee bar, Buffy sees Cordelia walk out alone. So she follows her to see, you know, hey, how are you doing? What's going on, Cordelia? And annoyed, Cordelia's like, I've never been better. And she starts to walk away. But Buffy's like, look, I just, I'm offering up a friendly ear. You can talk to a friend. And when Buffy, tur- when Cordelia turns around, all of a sudden, of course, a vampire attacks. Mm-hmm. And Cordelia gets knocked into a pile of garbage as Buffy stakes him. And so when Cordelia gets up, there's just trash in her hair. She's got crap all over her face. I'm like, how did that happen just from falling backwards into it? I mean, whatever. Right. But there's a lot of scuffle, scuffling going on there. And she's got trash in her hair. And just as Harmony and the crew walk by laughing at her expense, I'm like, oh, the timing, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, makes you mad. And you got to see why Cordelia is always pissed off at Buffy because it looks like ever since she did come to town, nothing has gone her way. She's even saying right. like, "I have this, this has happened to me and this has happened to me and this has happened to me. <laughs> it's been nothing but misfortune after misfortune for her, you know. But I mean. But Buffy's trying to be a good friend too. She's like yeah, trying still, to be neutral. But yeah. And sure, you know, but the one thing I don't like that she's kind of comparing Xander to all these monster attacks. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he hurt your heart, but he's not that bad. Like, he's not trying to kill you actively. Like, come on. Bring it back a little bit. True, true, true. little extreme. Anyway, we cut over to Cordelia complaining to Anya about Buffy in the courtyard of the high school. Or toward the courtyard of the high school. And Harmony walks by. Like, it was really nice to see you last night, Cordelia. Looking all dumpster chic. Ugh. That bitch. I know. I'm like, throw your ass in a dumpster. (laughs) <laughs> so that's when Anya's like here and she takes off her quote good luck charm mm-hmm. and puts it on Cordelia and says you need this more than I do and then she keeps bringing up Xander and she's like oh Xander don't you just wish and then Cordelia keeps cutting her off he goes yeah but Xander and can't you just wish and then <laughs> she's like not paying attention Cordelia's like you know what I never would have looked at Xander if Buffy hadn't made him infinitely more cooler by hanging with him <laughs> and that's when Anya's like really and suddenly Cordelia goes, you know what? I wish Buffy had never come to Sundale. <laughs> and Anya turns around and now is sporting this grotesquely scarred face. And Cordelia goes, <gasps> and Anya says, done. <laughs> done. In this like raspy voice, <laughs> demonic voice. And we go to commercial break. <laughs> we come back from commercial break and Cordelia is standing in the same spot in the courtyard of the high school, but no one else is really around. I mean, well, there's some people like rushing by really quick. You just kind of see mm-hmm. flashes and there's trash everywhere. I don't yeah. know how she's not noticing this. There's something right. is off. <laughs> but Cordelia is like, oh, I just wish Buffy never come to Sunnydale. <gasps> that Anya was like a scary, veiny, good fairy. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> scary and good. Mm, not quite, sweetheart. I also but love I mean, that she got- just immediately came to that conclusion. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, she, at least she knew. She was that aware, at least. Yeah. So, oh, things changed immediately after I said those words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That must be what happened then. Like, she's not that dumb. But she goes into the school in her really bright blue dress compared to everybody else's grays and black outfits. Like, yeah. ooh, she is popping. And Harmony and the Cordettes, literally that's what they're called, the yeah. Cordettes. Because um, Cordette number one is the girl I was talking about before. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Nicole Bilderback. That's Cordette number one. That was her name. <laughs> that was her character name. She doesn't even have a name. She's just Cordette number one. Cordette number one. And, you know, so they spot her and they, they want to share gossip. And Cordette number one tells her she loves Cordy's blue dress. It's so daring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then John Lee shows up as eager, like he's so eager to talk to Cordy. And he's like, um, would you like to go to the winter brunch with me? And Cordy is like happy about it. She's like, you know what? I'm going to play it cool. She's like, I'll get back to you. And he's like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so, he's a completely different guy. He's so yeah. humble about it. He's like, thank you so much. Thank you for the consideration. You know, like what the hell? I also love this. The winter brunch. <laughs> the winter brunch. I mean, do you dance there? <laughs> You better get the mimosas in the world they're living in. I I don't care what age they are. Just let them drink. (laughs) Gotta have a mimosa with brunch. 
Mm, yum, yum, yum. I love getting drunk at brunch. That's one of the oh best times to drink and eat. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And then just sleep the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or just hang out and laugh with friends. That's just, yeah. You know, try not to drink too much after that because then it's going to be worse. But, you know. Anyway. So, you know, Harmony's like, oh, my God, you rain, girl. And Cordelia's like, yeah, what's with the winter brunch thing? <laughs> <laughs> so later at the end of class, the teacher packs up fast. He's like, okay, yeah. Um, so just a reminder, we don't have class tomorrow due to the monthly memorial. I'm like, um, okay. She doesn't notice that. Right. And she's also not noticing there's only like 10 people in this class with like 30 desks. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Come on, pick it up on me. You picked up that you were in an alternate reality already. Yeah. All she cares about is that she's a... cool again. I know. And That's I'm like, all she cares about. Up... It's a bad alternate reality. Like, it's <laughs> right. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, just look, but trash Johnny everywhere. Lee wants me, so it's fine. And he's really eager to take me to winter brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Cordelia asks, you know, what's the rush? Is everybody's getting up to leave? And... Everyone's darting out of class and come on, you know, Harmony. She's like, oh, my mom hates me to be late. And she's like, come on, let's go hang out. And Cordette, Cordette number one is like, uh, there's a curfew in about an hour. And still dense as hell. Cordelia's like, well, I'm having, I want to have fun. Let's go to the bronze later. And they all like stop and like stare at her. And they're like, are you joking? And Cordelia's like, oh, the bronze must not be cool in this reality. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could say that. You could say yeah. that. Uh-huh. Harmony steps forward and says, like, she's like, what's up? She's like, you're wearing a come bite me outfit. You're making jokes about the bronze and acting all schizo. And Cordelia's like, oh, I, I bumped my head yesterday and I just keep forgetting things. Um, <laughs> you know, is Xander ha- Harris, like, is he still like a miserable freak? What about that Willow girl? She's still a geek. She's still like low in the totem pearl. And, and they're like, no, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're dead, girl. And she's like, and, cool. <laughs> no, Cordelia has this look on her face. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You just wish death on people. Mm-hmm. That's what you did, you selfish bitch. <laughs> I mean, she didn't know she was doing it, but at the same time, you know. Yeah. For some reason, the sun goes down shortly after school lets out. Yeah. And it bothers me. Like, you live in a world that's, like, riddled with vampires everywhere. And daytime's the only time you can be rid of them. Why would you have this long ass school day? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. every school day should be half a school day. A because you have half the people there, or even less than half. You have yeah. plenty of time to like everybody can learn everything, and then they can have a day to themselves and be outside and enjoying life and cleaning up the right. trash in the quad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the janitors have been murdered, so there's trash everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to help. I don't know, but yeah, so it goes down really early. I'm like, what moron refused to change the school schedule to shorten the day so that the you know, students wouldn't be 100% safe getting right. home? You guys got like no time. Go, run, yeah. get like, home. Get out of here. <laughs> so anyway, Cordelia is like looking for her car in the parking lot, but it's there's no cars there. And she stops like this janitor or groundskeeper guy and she's like, hey, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> she goes like, where'd you put my car? Yeah. Did she think he was a valet or something? And he's like, oh, whatever. You know you kids aren't allowed to drive. I'm like, why? Why can't they drive? What does that have drive. to do with vampires? They can drive to Wouldn't you want them it. to get home faster? Right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Why does it how does that factor in? So he then tells them, you know, you need to get home before the sun gets down. And does she heed this warning? No. No. Of course not. She walks her dumb ass through now dark as fuck downtown Sunnydale. Yeah. Police sirens are going off in the background. People are screaming in the distance. Like, (laughs) go. Get home. Yeah. And she's not looking. And wait, who's that standing in front of her? Xander. Mm -hmm. And you're like, is this a sick joke? Because you're supposed to be dead. Like, think Cordelia. Think. Mm -hmm. She says they need to find Buffy because she was supposed to save Sunnydale. And as much as she hates to admit it, everything was better when she was there. And Xander's like, you mean the Slayer? And Cordy's like, no, Buffy, the dog-faced girl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but it just made me laugh. Yeah. What do you think I'm talking about? 
And then from the shadows, we hear, bored now. Bored now. <laughs> and out steps Willow in a leather corset and dark yeah. lipstick. And she says, this isn't the fun part because there's no screaming. We love Vampire Willow for sure. She's just oh, my God. It's so completely funny. Completely opposite me. regular Willow. Yeah. yeah. So she's hanging all over Xander, and Cordelia is first confused by all the leather and then gets pissed that they're in items. She goes, no way. I wish to just into Bizarro Land, and you guys are still together? <laughs> so Xander shows his vamp face and scares Cordy off as he and Willow do some tongue-licking stuff. It's so yeah. Weird. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> it feels incestuous almost. It does. So then he chases Cordelia down and knocks her out. As, you know, he throws her down to the ground just as Oz's van shows up. And Xander's like, oh, great. It's the White Hats. <laughs> as out pops Giles with a huge cross, gay Larry, and some chick. <laughs> some random chick. <laughs> yeah, some random girl. While driver Oz is like pointing this crossbow at Xander and Willow. They grab Cordy and they take off. And so then they go back to the high school library and the girl's like, why is Cordelia wearing that outfit since she knows vampires are attracted to bright colors? I'm like, since when? And I'm like, not the time, random girl who won't be around much longer. Yeah. <laughs> not the time. Not the time right now. Shut your mouth. We cut over to vampire Xander and Willow as they enter the bronze, which feels like a vampire S&M club. Oh, my like God. Yeah. Human food. I don't know. They've got that industrial music playing and like people in cages <laughs> and shit. So Wouldn't that be funny if it was just like hold music and they love stuff like that? Some light jazz. Wouldn't that be weird? Oh, music. It would yeah. Totally change the entire scene. It really would. It'd be great. It would actually it would feel a little creepier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so they have like people in cages and there's this one guy who's like, I guess he's tied to the pool table and yeah. there's like a play pool. I'm like, how are you going to play pool with that guy on the table? Like, right. I don't understand. And he's just kind of looking up at him just like, okay. Like, it's so okay. weird. So yeah, they enter a back room and they find the master who apparently mm -hmm. just loves them. He's, yeah. they're like his right hand man and woman, whatever. He also loves he offers Jerry Kool-Aid. <laughs> He does. He does. <laughs> fruit punch mouth. Looks like like yeah. he's been drinking a lot of Kool-Aid. Yeah. That's why yeah. she said he has fruit punch mouth. <laughs> so he offers them this girl he's been feeding on and complaining because she just keeps looking at him. <laughs> yeah. and it's creeping him out. Yeah. She's like, I keep, I keep telling, I keep pushing her away, but she just keeps looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> he just like hands her over to Willow who just like jumps right on it. Who's, she's hungry as hell apparently. Mm -hmm. He goes, oh, I miss that lust for the kill or blah, blah, blah. So Xander's like, hey, master. Um, so we saw this girl, Cordelia, and she kept talking about bringing Buffy. Do we have to get Buffy here? And, you know, it's not the Slayer. And the master's like, what? Buffy? Like, he's suddenly worried about why this girl is wanting to bring the Slayer there. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. My operation begins in less than 24 hours. And you're like, he tells Xander and Willow, you need to go find Cordelia, find that chick, and kill her before she calls the Slayer. Meanwhile, Cordelia comes to and pops up to tell Giles, oh my god, oh my god, things used to be different and, and better. The clothes were better and the people were happier. And <laughs> of course, she, the first thing she says is the clothes were better. <laughs> yeah, so it's important. And then she asks Giles, you know, why are you here in Sunnydale? You were supposed to be Buffy's watcher. And he's like, wait, how did you know about me being a watcher? I'm like, she sort of just told you, dude, like yeah. alternate reality. Why are you not paying attention, Giles? Come on. You're smarter than this. And he's like kind of just timid and nerdy in the alternate reality. I don't like It's like this he Giles. was from season one, basically. Yeah. Like he's back little... to season one, Giles. Yeah. So he thinks he hears something really quick. He's like, hold on. So he goes to his storage case, presumably to get weapons. I'm like, first of all, why is there a cage in the middle of this library? To store things like books. But why do you Are need they books like in a cage? First editions? Right? <laughs> like, At a high school? <laughs> I know. I never understood why there was a cage in the library that was yeah. built in there and it's just yeah. there. But and it's just never fine for everyone. <laughs> it's fine. It, everything's fine. It's fine. Okay. We'll deal with that. So he's suddenly locked in the cage by Willow and 
Vampire Willow and Xander, who promptly bite and kill Cordelia. Mm-hmm. It happens really quickly. It's like, oh, it well, does. he's like, hey, watch her. Watch this. And they kill her. She, go down, she goes down fast. Yeah. They just like toss her aside. So they're like, so it's like, damn, Cordelia who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom. She's dead. They leave him locked in the cage during the commercial break until he's able to get out. And Larry and Oz show up saying they were ambushed outside and the other girl is dead now. And I think he said her name was Madison. He, what about Madison? He went, oh, she's dead. Okay. All right, moving on. That's why you should shut your mouth, Madison. You have no time for this crap. And you learn that lesson the hard way. Giles tells them to take Cordelia to the incinerator. I'm like, damn. And, but, oh, wait. And he's like, he looks at her necklace and just like takes it off of her. I'm like, well, finally, Giles is in the game. Do that research, sir. After the master makes a bloody espresso. I know. (laughs) I was like, Come on. It's just hot. Just put it in the microwave. Come on. Like, come on. Drinking in this little bitty cup with his pinky mm-hmm. up. I'm like, come on, dude. Xander and Willow arrive to confirm that, hey, we killed Cordelia. And uh, Willow's like, it was really easy. I felt cheap. <laughs> the master is pleased and allows Willow to, quote, play with the puppy and gives her keys. Mm-hmm. Back at the library, Giles calls around to Buffy's watcher in Cleveland, but the watcher hasn't seen her. And Giles is like, I'm amazed you're a watcher who doesn't know, you know, you don't know the Sunnydale has a hellmouth on it. Like we have a hellmouth. You don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, shouldn't that just be like a basic thing? Watchers should know like the location of all the hellmouths. You would think. Yeah. You know, kind of like the cap. We have to learn the capitals of states. They should learn <laughs> right. like where all the hellmouths are. Mm-hmm. But back to Willow, she goes into a cage to quote, play with that puppy. And it's Angel, of course. She licks his face and I'm like, wait, who's the puppy here? Yeah. yeah. Straddles him. She yeah, she climbs right on top of him, like rips his shirt open to reveal a whole bunch of scars. And you're like, oh, I must have gone too hard on you last time. Just as Xander throws a lit match onto his chest. <laughs> I know. Very and brutal. then he hands her the matches and says, I just want to watch you have fun. As she lights another one to torture Angel more. And I'm not going to lie. Vampire Willow is hot as hell. <laughs> She's vampire hot. Like, Willow is, but Vampire Xander isn't. And no. like, go away, Xander. <laughs> he was hotter in the pack in the episode where they all turned into hyenas. Yeah. He was yeah. hotter in that than this. Yeah, this is this just, is, like, just like two like over the top. Xander. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that too. Xander is whatever, but Willow is pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> At the library, while Larry and Oz make more stakes, Giles has looked up the necklace as being a talisman for the demon Anyanka, a genie of sorts. They then realize that this world sucks because Cordelia made a wish. And Giles says, while he's waiting for Buffy to contact him, I'm going to research Anyanka more. Everyone knows knowledge is power, so get to reading. Mm-hmm. He's going home to research again in his old ass Giles mobile. That's what they called it. The Giles mobile. That was really? apparently in the script. Yeah. That big ass <laughs> gray jalopy thing he had. And then he sees these vampires putting people into the back of like an armored car or something. And so he bravely gets out on his own to help them. He's holding them off with a cross and he gets all those people out. But of course he gets knocked to the ground and all the vamps go after him. But then someone starts to kick all their asses mm. and kill some. I mean, some of them run off, but they do wonder who that could be. Mm. <laughs> he instantly recognizes her as Buffy Summers. She got so that pretty Buffy, fast from Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> I know. Oh, I make a, oh, I said this Buffy has long braided ponytail and a scar through her lip. And she's like, mm-hmm. that's right. Want to tell me what I'm doing here? And I said, that was a majorly fast trip. (laughs) There's no way she was anywhere near Cleveland. She she was already like nearby already. That had to be like the watcher didn't know where she was. True. So she could have been anywhere nearby. Yeah. And, you know, unless she like took a cue from the Muppets and like traveled by map or something. So after another commercial break, Buffy is now in Giles' apartment. As he researches, he finds out that the way to defeat Anyanka is to destroy her power center, which will reverse all the wishes she's granted, rendering her mortal and powerless. And Buffy's unimpressed. She doesn't give a crap. She wants to know what the power center is, but Giles is like, I don't know. And she says, well, I'll just use a stake through the heart. 
And he's like, uh, that's for vampires. You'll, you'd be surprised how many things that will kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll kill it. Mm-hmm. anybody. She calls him Jeeves. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> and is more skeptic about things. She says, we fight, we die. It's that simple. And Giles says that Willow and Xander killed Cordelia on the master's order. And that perks Buffy's ears. She gets annoyed that Giles knows the bronze is the master's headquarters and hasn't killed them yet. It's kind of hard when you're not Slayer. I mean, right. She tells him he can do all his magic stuff while I go off solo to kill the master. I'm like one track mind. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Do it. We see her arrive at the bronze, but it's <clears throat> dead. Uh-huh. She goes downstairs to find Angel shivering and gasping in his little cell. He instantly recognizes her as Buffy and addresses Buffy. her as Buffy Summers. And she wants to know, you know, how he knows her. And he explains, well, I, I waited for you in Sunnydale. For, I waited here for you to help you. But you weren't there when the master rose. He keeps hoping that, or he kept hoping that she'd show up because you're my destiny. And she's like, you're trying to get in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, if that's the case, I think cowering on the floor, chained to a wall, all hurt, is not the biggest physical turn on. I'm pretty sure he would know that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to fuck? Hey, I'm, I'm not in the best position right now. Hey, baby. <laughs> Whatever I'll floats your boat, B, you know? He tells her that the master is at his factory, and he can take her there if he gets him, she gets him out of this cage. And she reluctantly goes in to unchain him, but, of course, his her cross gets in his face, and he jumps back because... He's a vampire. She's like, oh, crap. And she's like, you're doing this to trick me, you know, because of the master. And he's like, no, no, no. And he opens up his shirt and shows all the scars on his chest. She's like, I want him dead. Mm-hmm. And then and she's, she's kind of like, looking at him. Mm. <laughs> I know. It's like, is she mesmerized by his chest or the scars or what? What do you think? Both. <laughs> I think there's, you know, there, there was some Buffy and Angel Destiny. So I think even in this alternate universe, she's feeling a little tinge of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You I got can, a soul. All right. I could get into You got this. a soul we can roll. <laughs> <laughs> so at the factory, we see the vamps of Sunnydale have gathered with a bunch of humans in a big cage like cattle, including Larry and Oz, which mm-hmm. apparently they suck at evading vampires because they got ambushed before. Yeah. The master talks a big game of innovation and evolution and Xander is getting inspired. Like, you just don't have good vampire motivational speakers anymore, you know? Yeah. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Welcome to my dead talk. Um, <laughs> I just came up with that. That was right now. That was, that was good. good. Right. That was good. <laughs> that was good. I'm, I'm going to mark that one. Right? That now. Back with Giles, he figured out the spell to call forth Anyanka, and she steps out of the shadows. She's a demon for scorned women, and she says, you have no idea, or do you have any idea what I do to a man who uses that spell to summon me? Yeah, her scary, like, scary demon voice. <laughs> I gotta talk like this. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I sound like Sling Blade as a demon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You I don't reckon I got no reason to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wish sling, again. Mm-hmm. Sling blade <laughs> on you. <laughs> on your blade. <laughs> sling on you. I don't know. Back at the factory, the vampires grab Cordette number one. No. And it, I guess they tase her with a cattle yeah. prod. Yeah. But it doesn't knock her out because she's awake. She just calms down. Yeah. It was weird. So it was like, was there a drug in that thing? I don't know. <laughs> They didn't really explain it very well. <laughs> she should have just passed out instead of having her eyes open and yeah. being all catatonic. I'm like, she had to have drugged. They had to have drugged her. I don't know. So they lay her on this like tray on this conveyor belt or rolling thing. You know, it's almost conveyor belt. And then a bunch of needles come down on top of her and like stick right into her and start draining her blood. And then someone pours her blood from a spout into a wine glass as they dispose of her body. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like much of an innovation. I know. Like, all for that one small glass of blood, like the right. wine glass. That's <laughs> it. Her whole body, you killed her, this one girl for one glass of blood. Really? 
Yeah. Is it like the purest of the purest of her blood? I don't understand. Well, but. it's well, he was like, look, she's still alive, so it's fresh. And I was like, well, it's also fresh when you bite it directly from their neck. <laughs> like, I mean, I you need the wine glass. Like... All of this for the wine glass. <laughs> it's like you know, like I guess I could I could either suck the milk from the teat of the cow or buy the jug at the store. Which one would you rather do? And I guess it's kind of in their mind. Maybe they don't like biting people. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> Why do they care? It's a weird. It's silly. <laughs> I want to know the. I want to hear the logic behind this, Master. Yeah. What's going on here? It doesn't make sense. So he holds up the glass and says, "Welcome to the future," and everyone's like, "To the future," because vampires run in cults. And just before he takes a drink, Buffy tries to shoot a stake at him with her tiny crossbow, but he's like, oh, and he grabs Xander and pulls him in front. It just gets him in the shoulder. I'm sure Xander didn't appreciate that. Yeah. Of course, a fight breaks out and Angel lets all the humans out and some like Oz and Larry start fighting back and then uh, Willow and Xander are like, ooh, you know, they eagerly jump into this fight. Meanwhile, Giles asks Anyanka to change the world back to how it was. He calls her bluff and says her only power is in the wishes. And she grabs him by the throat and lifts him up and says, wrong. <laughs> and so we're Let just like, tell you exactly how to kill me. <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Where's your power source so I can kill you? Uh, I don't think I'm going to tell you this, but it's not that necklace right there. <laughs> don't look over there. Don't, you don't see that. That's not, that's not glowing. Anyway, <laughs> don't look at this. So, yeah, we start cutting back and forth between that scene and the fight. So, stare with me. Angel tells Buffy to look out as Xander walks up to him and then stakes him. And he just, like, goes. He's like, Buffy. And, like, you know, <laughs> dusts. Yeah. And goes away. And Buffy just, like, walks through the dust in Angel's wake like it's nothing. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Like, Don't do him like that. That's your man, Buffy. Anyanka tells Giles, this is the world we made. Isn't it wonderful? As the fight goes into slow motion mode. And we start seeing Buffy stake Xander like it's nothing. Larry and Oz grab Willow and drive her back onto like a broken piece of wood from the cage that the humans were in. Then we see the master and Buffy both like pushing people aside. And like we hear that. Like all this like to indicate it's a serious moment we're watching. Yeah, yeah. Shit's going down. Big shit's happening. You know, you had to, <laughs> by the way, pay attention. Giles sees the glowing amulet around Anyanka's neck, which is confusing to me because he had it on the table. Yeah. Did she get a new amulet or did she I take guess. that one back when he summoned her? I don't understand. But yeah. But he grabs it off of it and knocks her aside and he grabs for something heavy. And she's like, how do you know this other world is not better than this? And he says, because it has to be. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing up the thing. I guess it's a paperweight or something to smash this amulet just as the master gets the better of Buffy and grabs her, snaps her neck, and she starts to fall down dead as Giles smashes the amulet and then whoosh. We'd immediately flash back to Cordelia saying, I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. And Anya turns around with a normal girl's face and says, yeah. done. Done. <laughs> yeah. And then just kind of has this like, oh, what the hell? Just what? And then Cordy's like, that would be cool. She was like, I also wish this, and I wish this, and I wish this. And Anya's like, what, what's, what's going on? What's what? Done. And they walk Done. off, and you know, she's just baffled. Meanwhile, the camera pans over in the courtyard to see our Scooby gang back to normal, laughing it up in the sunshine mm-hmm. as the show fades to a close. End of episode. Yay. Yay. So what do we think? <laughs> what do we think about this time around? It's still fun. Um, I love I love the introduction of Anya. We did see her before, right? Wasn't she in one of the? No, I don't know. I get all the <laughs> I get all the episodes. Well, there's another mixed uh, up. vengeance demon, Hellfreck, that oh, okay. is actually in Spike's past. Okay, so. maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah, I love I love the introduction of Anya. I love the alternate universe where you know the kind of nerdy kids are like the scary vampires um it's a fun episode <laughs> like it's it's fun and i'm sure it was fun for the actors to like play completely different roles you know 
oh yeah, yeah. switch it up a little bit like mm-hmm. yeah you know what i want to play dirty i want to play yeah. mean you know giles gets to go like i get to he just basically regressed yeah buffy turned into a bitch yeah um just didn't care about anything really that was the whole point she had her friends to help her that was like the right. point at the beginning she had her friends and she didn't have her yeah. friends in the alternate universe so she was a hardened person you know so I'd like yeah. like I like that episode. It, I think it sets up a lot. And a lot of people don't everybody's like, oh yeah, this episode, this episode of any show. And you're like, yeah, but then those those all those, those episodes that either bring in a character or really start setting up a plot that mm-hmm. you don't realize it's gonna be a bigger deal until later, and then you go back and watch it, like, oh, that's where that seed started yeah. growing, you know? And so there's little things like that, that they do, and I think it's really cool. Um in a way, if you look at Vamp Willow, she was kind of like a setup for Dark Willow later mm-hmm. to see how she would act or how she would, you know, could be. Yeah. Which is interesting as well. So what do you think, Wee Rogers? What do you what do you what do you want to think about this episode? I don't know. What do you want to think? <laughs> what do you want to think? I don't know. <laughs> what do you, what do you feel I'm like saying thinking? the wrong words? <laughs> what did you think about the wish? Do you love how Anya was introduced? Do you love the alternate universe? Are you more concerned with Doppelgang Land where we get Vampire Willow back later on? And mm. there's like, you know, twin Willow hijinks basically that happened. And it, that's always good. Um, let us know. Let us know in some comments. Reach out to us on social media if you want to talk to me or Kay. Actually, if you want to talk to Kay, go to FMWLPod pretty much anywhere. And make sure you listen to Fuck My Work Life everywhere you can listen to podcasts. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap. Or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at (laughs) gmail.com. So, yeah. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week for another Buffy episode titled Hush. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Bye.